Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as we know, the world's not all sunshine and rainbows. As Rocky says, it'll be a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. However, that's where I come in, the Kickin' Life Guru. When life kicks your butt, when life knocks you down, as we know it's going to, I'm here to motivate you, to empower you, to inspire you, and kick you back up so you can live your best kickin' life. So saddle up, here we go. Hey, Kicking Livers out there. Happy, happy day to you. Hopefully you're having a fantastic day. And hopefully you've had a chance to listen to some of our previous podcasts. Boy, oh boy, we've been rocking the house here with the Kicking Life show. Last week, uh, my daughter was on here, 15-year-old daughter Madeline, and she talked about being original, put the device down, and talked about how we went on a mission, or not really a mission trip, but like a church retreat trip, and spent a whole week in Panama City Beach. It was fantastic. But a big part of that trip was all about, you know, I guess receiving some messages from some powerful motivational speakers on being an original. And a big part they talked about was what most teenagers and adults now, we all kind of suffer from, and that is phone addiction. We can't put that phone down, and we become addicted to it, and it kind of takes over our life. So it was a great show. So if you haven't, if you didn't get a chance to download and listen to that one, make sure you do so. And a couple weeks back from that, the uh, for our martial arts friends out there, martial arts studio owners, we talked. Uh, we had Frank Silverman and Jamie Goodell from Century Martial Arts. And Frank Silverman's the gentleman that's ahead of the Martial Arts Super Show. Fantastic show. Talked about everything that's coming up, which I'll be heading out to Las Vegas next weekend for the uh, Super Show. And, well, I guess. The following weekend. There we go. It's it got a busy couple action-packed weeks coming up here, which is going to be exciting. Going to Phoenix, Arizona to meet with my mentor, Chris Widener, and have a mastermind meeting, which is going to be fantastic. And then from there, flying back here and then flying immediately out to Vegas for the Martial Arts Super Show, and that's going to be a fantastic time as well. So a lot of action-packed things going on, a lot of excitement, and essentially doing everything I can to continue to keep that open mind, to continue to try and plant the right seeds in my mind here so I can share the best messages, best content, and um, you know, best wisdom and knowledge to help each and every one of you live your best kick in life. And obviously it starts right here with me, you know, Master Rich Grogan, the Kick and Life Guru. I've got to make sure that I'm 100% on top of things in order to be able to give 100%. And that's uh, that's kind of where we're going to start the show today is making sure you're at your best in order to best serve others. And this was a right hook of reality I got from one of my mentors. Now, he said it in a much, much, <laughs> I don't know, dig- more dignified way than I'm going to say it, but this is kind of how I heard it, and it was the right hook of reality I needed at the time. And he pretty much lit me up and said, so um, do you enjoy disrespecting the people you, we want to serve? I'm like, what? He goes, really, do you enjoy disrespecting the people that you're, you're meant to serve? I'm like, well, man, what are you talking about here? I give everything I've got. I give everything I've got to try and help people. I, I sacrifice my own self. I don't sleep as much as I should, you know, and I have, you know, haven't been going to the gym. And, and, he, and he's like, there it is. What'd you just say? I said, well, I haven't been sleeping. I've missed going to the gym. I haven't been working out. He goes, there you go, right there. You are clearly not taking care of yourself the best of your ability. You're not sleeping enough. You know, he pretty much said, when's the last time you slept more than six hours, five hours, four hours? (laughs) And I was like, uh, 
goes, when's the last time you got on like a steady, consistent routine of going to the gym? I was like, uh, you know, and when was the last time you really focused on your nutrition, your meditation, your shutdown time? And I was like, uh, <laughs> each and every time. Now, I know some of you can probably relate to that. You're running around. We're running around like chickens with our heads cut off. And now it's kind of like the hamster wheel, right? And just over and over and over and over and over again. And we don't seem to be getting anywhere. I like to compare that analogy to like a, do- a dog chasing its tail. You know, the dog runs around in a circle and a circle and a circle and a circle just aimlessly working his tail off, so to speak, to try and catch his tail. And then what happens if he catches it? Yes. And he drops it and starts doing it again. Well, unfortunately, it seems like sometimes me personally, and I know there's a lot of friends out there, we do that with life. It's on that, like I mentioned, that endless uh, hamster wheel of going around and around and around or chasing our tail, chasing our tail, and it almost seems to be like we're not getting anywhere, and all we're really doing is running out of energy. So my mentor's point was, look, if you're not at 100%, there is no way, there is no way you're going to be able to serve others at 100% because you don't have 100% to give. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was profound. I mean, and I said, he said it in a more, much more dignified manner, but that's what I heard, that's what I needed to hear, and that was that, boom, right hook of reality that lit me up. Pretty much, if I'm not sleeping well, the next day, you know, wake up, or, you know, get up, I'm not as well rested as I need to be. And this is nothing, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. I'm just saying it, one, I need to hear it myself. And two, I know there's thousands and millions of friends out there that need to hear it as well. We know these things. But by me kind of giving you that right hook of reality, hopefully it jogs something loose and you say, you know what, you're right. I need to do a better job of taking care of myself. And I know a lot of us out there are, who are mentors for others, who are leaders, who are doing everything we can, we think, well, I've got I've to serve others first and I'll take care of myself later. And that was the attitude mindset I had. And the truth be told, for years upon years upon years, I was more self-serving than I'd like to admit. That's the honest to goodness truth. It really was. So I've got those things, kind of those weeds, if you will, as a reminder, hey, let's not fall back in that trap. Let's make sure we do a better job of putting others first. However, mentor said it, if you're not uh, taking care of yourself, essentially putting yourself first to be your very best in order to serve others to your very best, then you're really disservicing your disservice to those you want to serve. That's a lot of service and disservice and a lot. That's like a tongue twister. But anyway, the truth be told, and like I said, for the number of years, I'm just being 100% honest, folks. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, that's how I am on the show here. I've got a past, a background, and things that, you know, that uh, in, I've shared with it on other shows, kind of the story of Richie, if you will, growing up. And for almost 40 years, I didn't always have the most correct, right, uh, serving other seeds planted. And I wanted to. It's just the group of influence I was hanging around, the peer group. It was, it was. I don't know, it just wasn't part of the, the bargain, I guess. It wasn't part of it. And that's why I've got a whole new group these last six years, seven years now, eight years now, whatever it's been. Let's see. Uh, well, goodness gracious, I'll be 48 in a month. Holy smokes. So anyway, bing, bang, boom, circling all around. My point is, this is what I did. I started sleeping more. I just would shut down and go to bed earlier. It was, it was, I, mean, I was used to staying up late working on paperwork. And then, of course, the more paperwork I work on, the more the mind would spend, the more the mind would spend that I'd sit in front of the TV and say, man, I just need to unwind. Well, going to bed at two in the morning and then trying to get back up at six, seven, eight, before you know it, it was nine and then 10. And then, you know, of course, the later I got up, the later the, that night I would stay up and it became an endless cycle. 
and that I wasn't eating properly, I wasn't going to the gym regularly, and it was really starting to uh, take its toll on me. I mean, and I, I mean, my wife could tell. She had said it. My mentor could obviously tell, so he meant it, but uh, he hit me with that right hook, and that was like, look, you enjoy disservicing. That's right, word, disservicing. <laughs> Provide, uh, not giving your best service to the men and women and uh, kids and everybody else that you're serving, and of course not. So if you're in that endless cycle, that yo-yo that I was in, you've got to have that shutdown time, folks. You've got to have it, and you've got to make sure you focus on the little daily disciplines. Now, of course, is it easier said than done? Yeah, everything in life, anything and everything is much, much easier said than done. But you can do it. Small little steps. Small little steps. So what I started doing is, you know what? I don't need this. I'm going to bed. And I went to bed earlier. And it was tough. And I started getting up earlier. That was tough. Started making sure I went to the gym on a regular basis. And it was tough. These things that used to be easy for me because I got out of the habit and the pattern of doing them became very, very tough. And what's the old saying? Good habits are very, very hard to make and very easy to break. But good habits are great to live with. On the other side, of course, bad habits, they seem to come out of nowhere, right? They just catch you at the most inopportune times. And those bad habits are extremely easy to make. Extremely easy. And, of course, extremely difficult to break. Once you get in the habit of doing something over and over and over again, like, uh, you know, I love popcorn. And I would eat popcorn sometimes every single night. Well, obviously, eating popcorn every single night, you know, that's going to start doing something to your waistline and your weight. But it was a habit of doing it. And what really helped trigger that was when, for Lent, and that was back in March, I gave up popcorn and steak. That was tough. It was real tough. But I was determined I was going to do it. The big reason for uh, for doing that was, one, I knew it would be something tough to give up, but I wanted to really improve my daily disciplines. The biggest reason was I got on the scale, and the scale read 198.8. So essentially 199 pounds. Now, I'm five foot seven and maybe a half, <laughs> 199 pounds. Holy smokes. And of course, folks, it didn't happen overnight. Nothing happens overnight. It was little daily disciplines, or in my case, lack of daily disciplines day in and day out. Well, you know what? I back up. I, I guess I was very disciplined to my popcorn eating habit every single night. That was a bad habit. It was a very difficult one to break, but I did. I was determined from that right hook of reality, from giving that stuff up for Lent, and determined that I would not reach 200 pounds. That I was not getting a deuce. No, no, no. It was tough. And the gym, man, I'll tell you what, the toughest part was going in there and being disciplined enough to realize that I'm coming back tomorrow and the next day so I really couldn't kill myself one day. Meaning, and that's been, we, we've got a problem with this. And ladies, you're much wiser and smarter, so I don't know that you <laughs> you uh, um, do these crazy, goofy things. But guys, we try and remember, like, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when we could bench 300 pounds and all this nonsense. So we go in there with that same mindset and realize, my gosh, I haven't been in the gym on a consistent basis for some time. It just doesn't work that way. you got to build up to it. So if you go in there and destroy yourself with a crazy killer workout, and the next day you are just whooped, you're probably not going to go back. Small little daily disciplines, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And I promise you, those little bit, little bit, little bits are going to add up to a lot of bits. And they did. Here it is in June now. I started this process. And I think a previous show I'd mentioned uh, January, February. I guess that's when I thought about it. But it really didn't kick into place until around Lent. And then I really got on a discipline cycle. So I got on the scale today, 
181. Yeah, 18 pounds. And it, I feel a heck of a lot better, as you can imagine. And if you think about the, the, the amount of weight, let's just round it off. Well, I guess we can say, let's just say 15 pounds. It's 18, but let's just say 15 for the sake of three months, okay? That's five pounds a month. Five pounds a month. Well, you can do the math. What does that break down to a week? What does that break down to a day? Hopefully your math's better than mine because I don't have this wrote down, but you, you can kind of put it together. And, but it didn't happen instantly. And of course, but once again, I didn't put the weight on instantly. I didn't uh, develop, you know, poor habits of sleeping and eating and not going to the gym instantly. Well, I guess probably I did. It just one day I didn't do it. And one day I stayed up late and it just kept become a routine. Well, that's how habits are, folks. We all know this. Once again, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but I'm just giving you a real life example. And with, with, with that, not only am I feeling better, healthier, mentally, physically, emotionally, just yes, more vibrant, but I am actually able to give a heck of a lot more to the people I want to serve. Why? Because I took care of myself. Yeah. If I'm no good, I can't do the best I can with my podcast. I can't do the best I can with speeches, running my team, helping mentor my leaders. I can't do those things. And the same thing with you, especially our moms out there that are go, 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 go all over the place, running kids here, running kids there, running kids everywhere. That wasn't meant to be a rhyme, but I guess it was, huh? <laughs> but the, you guys are go get and That's awesome. You want to do that. But sooner or later, as my mentor told me, you are going to run out of gas. You're going to burn out. If you're burning the candle at both ends, and folks, I'll tell you what, burning the candle at both ends is kind of how I live my whole life, always. But I'm not in my 20s anymore. You know, those things, years upon years upon years, that continual stress and running like a maniac and not sleeping, all those things finally catch up to you. And my life, uh, when it, it, it was just boring to have candles lit on both ends, heck, I'd light some flames in the middle because why? I don't know why. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I could probably, uh, if I went and saw a counselor, that, that person would be a millionaire because I, all the troubles and all the things, that they'd uh, either that or they would have, need a counselor themselves. I don't know. But that's just how I kind of ran my life. So if you can relate to that, if you're, you know, similar tendencies to that, I'm telling you folks, make sure you slow it down. And some of the life-changing moments in my life, and it goes back to 2012, and those that listen to me a lot, you know that was the turning point in my life. It truly was. That was the year I uh, quit teaching. Why the business was moving in the right direction. It was moving along, but it was it was a time that it, I, I just I started listening to uh, well Zig Ziglar, Jim Rome, John Maxwell. I was surrounding myself with a different group of people. I was having different seeds planted in my brain. It was a whole totally totally different way of looking at life that I'd never looked at before. And the first audio book was Zig Ziglar's book. It was better than good, and it was one of his later, uh, I think it was his last audio, audio book he did before he passed away, so he was really slow, on, and he was reading it, but uh, it, was, it, was, it was a little tough to listen to, and it was seven discs long, and I remember I picked my kids up from school, and I'd have the, the CD in, and they're like, Dad, do we have to listen to this Zig Ziglar guy again? <laughs> and me be me. Yes, it's good for you. It's motivational. It's inspirational. It makes you happy. And like I'm yelling at them that <laughs> they need to listen to this stuff. Whoa. I look back on that now and think, what, what in the world? But anyway, I was trying to plant the right seeds. But I had had 40 years of, of just, and it's not all bad, but I didn't have the right mentorship. That's for doggone sure for the longest time. 
You know, I would get caught up in the whining and complaining world, the, oh, the ain't it awful club, and then I'd get caught up in the, oh, must be nice. I never liked that stuff, but yet I did it. I don't know why. I look back now, and I want to go back in time and kick my own butt, but I did. So maybe maybe those were lessons God threw my way so I can have stories to share nowadays to say, look, it's not easy to overcome those things. It's not easy to overcome those weeds that are planted in your garden that, that have been planted for years. And some of these weeds weren't just weeds. There were oak trees that had to be cut down. And and, and, and I'll be 100% honest, a lot of times those uh, if, if the oak tree, if you will, those roots are still there. I haven't got them all dug up yet, and they'll pop up at different times. Just this past week, I was uh, – putting together some stuff for our, our meeting with our team. And as like, you just got, I got a little frustrated about just a couple things. Cause you know, I, I love doing what I do. I truly do. I love talking to people and empowering people, inspiring people and just l- seeing, I know when people, I, I, I talk to them and they smile and they say, Oh, that's it. You know, I kind of hit that point and I give them the confidence to Yes, I'm going to fight another round. Yes, I'm going to go in and I'm going to stand up for myself. Yes, I'm going to stand up for this person. Yes, I'm going to help my child with this. That, ugh, that oh, I love that. That's what I love to do. What I don't love to do is the business side of things. And a big part of some of the things I talk about in different speeches in different uh, uh, areas is the business nearly killed the martial artist. The business nearly killed the passion for being who I was born to be. Business is tough. I, I do not like the business side. And the business side, obviously, is all the, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that nobody sees. Unless you own a business, you truly have no idea what business owners go through. It is not easy at all. It, it, it's, it's depressing, to be honest with you. It really sucks the life out of you. But without that, you got nothing. you know. And I've been bankrupt two different times and uh, had our house foreclosed on and cars repossessed and all kinds of other yucky stuff because I didn't do a very good job with the business. So you got to take care of the business, but that is not my favorite part of the job at all. And um, so it's one of those we're, we're getting to the point where I'm able to hire a few more people so they can I can delegate a few more things off. My wonderful, beautiful wife, Desi, has done just an excellent job of not only managing the business, but taking over almost all the administrative duties, and she's good with it. As much as I hate that part, She's okay with it. She, she actually kind of enjoys it. And she's putting together systems and structures and processes to help delegate those things on. So why am I telling you this? Well, I'm telling you this for our entrepreneur friends out there that might be struggling with your business, our martial arts studio owners that might be struggling with your business. Look, you do what you do best and slowly but surely try and delegate those things away. And that's, that's what I've done. And that's kind of led me to be able to focus on the things that I do best. But still, as I mentioned, those roots, those weeds, if you will, or that oak, uh, it's not just weeds, but that oak tree I had uh, of negativity, and there's still some, some roots left in there. And they, they flared their ugly head the other day, and it was tough. But what I did, which is I'm still learning too, folks, I talked about it. I talked to my wife. I said, honey, I don't know why this circles back around in my head. I said, but this is what I'm feeling. And we talked it out. It was fantastic. And I felt, okay, I felt much, much better about it. And that's the power of communication. And I've always, I don't know, well, we always, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I'm gonna, this is something I heard recently, and I've heard it countless times, but it really connected with me recently. It is, the past is uh, um, never really as good or dark as we may have thought it to be in our minds. So sometimes we talk about the good old days, and they probably, yeah, 
They may seem like they're the good old days, but they probably weren't as great as we want them to make them out to be. And then our struggles were probably worse <laughs> than we made them out to be or think about them now, but we were able to battle and overcome and get through them. So now our current situations, our current challenges are even bigger because we learn from those struggles. So it's kind of weird how those things work out. But um, anyway, the point is talked about it, communicated about it, and um, it was good. It was real, real good. And it was all about some different things with a couple of our team members and moving a few things around and just taking charge as an owner. So there we go. That was kind of bing, bang, boom. I realized that was all over the place. But the whole point I'm trying to bring up here is all about the daily disciplines, all about those little small steps, all about, uh, well, obviously, believing in yourself, something I talk about all the time. Folks, you hear this all the time. You know how I feel about that. I just gave a speech to, oh, goodness gracious, it's 20-something. It was a small little group of uh, what were, how old were those kids I think the youngest one was eight all the way to 12 years old and just about that same thing the power of belief and I had them say I believe in me and the kids I believe in me I'm awesome I'm awesome and we talked about manners and discipline and respect and the same things and I know respect for a kid is tough to understand you know it's uh, a lot of times they get told be respectful and they have no idea what the heck that really means so I broke it down for them being respectful is being kind being polite being nice and doing the right thing and most importantly, doing that for yourself. Being kind, nice, thoughtful, considerate to yourself. Self-respect. And what that means is doing your best. If you do your best, you'll become your best. If you don't, you won't. And if you don't do your best, you're disrespecting yourself. You're not being kind to yourself. Yeah, smile. That's a hard thing sometimes for kids to do and adults to do. But by not smiling, you're disrespecting yourself. And I understand some of you say, yeah, well, it's easy for you to say sunshine and rainbow guy. No, I'm not sunshine and rainbow guy. I'm just telling you the difference. If you walk around the frown, go ahead and do it. You're disrespecting yourself because that's, your, that's, that's not a beautiful look. That's not a good look at all. Smile. Even if it's a fake smile, something happens, right? Yeah, and that's respecting yourself. Putting forth your very best effort in anything and everything you do. Not saying, and, and then we're going the other way, well, I don't get paid any extra, so I'm not doing any extra. Okay. Well, essentially, you're disrespecting yourself because you're not giving your best in order to become your best. And yeah, maybe this job does disrespect you. Maybe this job doesn't pay you enough. Maybe this job isn't your career-long job, but you are. You are in those little bitty you know, daily disciplines, either improving your integrity muscles by doing that little extra, even though you're not getting paid for it because you're conditioning yourself to be your best, or you're kind of sliding down saying, oh, well, I don't get paid and I ain't doing it. Two, two lines of thought, folks. It's up to you. But those daily disciplines, doing those things day in and day out, especially when you don't want to, that is self-respect, respecting yourself. And I say a lot of times kids and adults have zero respect for others because they have zero respect for themselves. How in the world can you respect somebody else if you, if you can't respect yourself? You can't. You can't. So have that self-respect. It's not easy. But I'm telling you, the more you work at it, the better it's going to get and the better price you're going to, uh, well, <laughs> you, you don't have to pay a price for that. I did a video blog recently about it. It costs nothing to be nice. It costs nothing to be kind. It costs nothing to smile. It costs nothing to be courteous. But yet, the return on investment, what you get from that is priceless. It truly is. And, of course, on the other side, yeah, well, I tried being nice and kind, and uh, all it got me was heartache and headaches and bullied. And, yeah, you know, some, that, that's the chance you take. Sometimes those things happen. You know, farmers, when they plant, plant their crops, 
They plant the crops, they water it, they nurture it, they cultivate it, they do everything that everything right. And then the day before the harvest, maybe some locusts come in, maybe it's a hailstorm, and they lose their entire crop. It could happen. It could happen. So what do they do then? Well, you know what? I'm just giving up and moving on. This isn't for me. Or they plant it again and see what happens. Now, I don't want to say I guarantee nine times out of ten they're going to get the harvest they want. I don't know the percentages on that. But I will say this. <laughs> There's one guarantee. If you don't plant the crops, you're not getting anything. Plant the crops. Do your best. Be kind. Be polite. Be courteous. Yeah, you may have a few knuckleheads that disrespect you and take advantage of you, but I promise you're going to have more successes than, than losses. You're going to have more people smile, more reason for you to be happy, more reason for you to feel good about yourself than the other way. You're going to have a few of those. I mean, as much positive content as I try and throw out there, and I'm working at it hard, folks, I get some haters too. They, they, they say some horrible, ugly things, and it hurts. I'm a human being. I mean, my fighter part of me wants to jump through the dang computer and punch them dead in the face. I'm just being 100% honest. Obviously, I can't do that. One, I can't jump through the computer. And two, just because some bozo is living in his mom's basement and has nothing better to do but be a troll, I really need to give him the time. It still cuts me. I'm a human being. But i got to do a better job of, uh, of, well, respecting myself enough and not respect this person's opinion. That was something else I read recently about self-respect. Respect yourself enough to not respect the opinion of someone who doesn't matter. And some people, unfortunately, do not matter. They're not meant to be a part of your life. I don't know why they bully. I don't know why they do the cyberbullying. I don't know why they troll. I don't know. But what I do know is anytime I put more uh, fuel into that, anytime I, I think about that more than I should, I am disrespecting myself because I'm respecting the opinion of someone that shouldn't matter. So hopefully, folks, that's a, that's a pretty big right hook of reality. Hopefully that helps you out because we've all got people in our lives you know, acquaintances or others that we don't even know on social media that, that do those things. And I, I almost guarantee if you're a good-hearted person, you put too much stock into worrying about what someone who shouldn't matter, matter. And we, we got to stop doing that. Collectively, we can all work together on this to help ourselves. And that's that self-respect. Because if we spend, and we only got so much time. We know that. And if I spend my time you know, troll hunting, if you will, <laughs> wanting to jump through the computer and punch these people in the face and teach them a lesson. And I'm not saying they don't deserve that. I, I personally, I think they probably do. They need to, hey, come on. What, what are you doing? You're better than this. But if you spend time on that, that's time away from spending with your kids, time away from spending on making your life a little bit better, on reading, research, listening to the podcast like this. And it's also taken away from if you're a mentor, if you're a leader, Spreading positive messages on those that really want to hear your message because you're focusing on the negative. I know. It sounds so doggone easy, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, I'm standing in the studio and I'm excited and I'm saying these things and I'm thinking, man, dang, dude, you make that sound so easy. And I know it's not. But once again, the, the daily disciplines, the habits, good habits, they're hard to make. They are. But man, are they good to live with. But they're also easy to break. So it's kind of back and forth, right? And then the bad habits, you know, just kind of going along with the crowd, getting sucked up in the negativity, saying what everybody else says, doing what everybody else does. That's, that's, those are easy. Those are extremely easy. But man, oh man, are they hard to live with. And that's just the reality of life. And then, of course, they're extremely hard to break. I don't know why it is. People always say they don't have enough time. Well, that, that's, 
That's just a poor excuse. Everybody's got 24 hours in the day, 168 hours in a week. We've got time. We just don't utilize our time to the best of our abilities. And that's a right hook reality. I say that because I need to hear it too. But it gets back to if we focus our time on negative energy, we focus our time on negative people, we focus our time on whining, complaining, making excuses, talking about how bad things are, we spend our time on that. Yeah, you don't have enough time for the positive. You don't have enough time for uh, filling your head with, 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 with uh, good mental images. You don't have enough time to go to the gym because you have now wasted that time on the negative. And that's, that's what happens. And once again, I'm guilty of all these things. That's why I come here with my heart wide open, poured out, and saying I've done this. I've experienced this. And I still fight those battles every day. Back again. I've said this, what, three times now about the habits. But it's true. Those bad habits, man, they are there. And they take roots. They take some serious roots. And they are hard as heck to dig up. But you can do it. You can't do it all in one day. But you can start today little bitty steps in order to create a better future for your life. And that is what I mean when I talk about self-respect. That's what I mean when I talk about respecting yourself, putting yourself first to be your very, very, very best in order to serve others at your very best. Because, yeah, if you're not 100%, if I'm not 100%, I can't give 100% because you can't give what you don't have. You don't have 100% to give, you can't give 100%, period. Well, you can give 100% or 50%. Yeah, well, that's 50%, so you're only giving half. You're giving all of half. I know I'm twisting it around here. You get what I'm saying here. So take care of those little things, those daily little disciplines, those daily little actionable steps, small little steps. And you hear me say this. You've got it memorized already, folks. A journey of 1,000 miles starts with what? Let's start with one small step. That's it. That's what it starts with. And... Little bitty, little bitty, I'd say this on the negative side, I guess, little bitty cracks, like a little bitty cracks in your foundation. What do those grow up to be? Big cracks in your foundation, right? Yeah. So, you know, little bitty, I'm eating popcorn every night. Holy smokes. That compounds and compounds and compounds and compounds. That's a lot of popcorn. Yeah. Same thing. You eat a cheeseburger from McDonald's. You eat a cheeseburger today from McDonald's. Is it going to kill you? Probably not. But you eat a cheeseburger from McDonald's. 50, 100, 200, 300 days in a row. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's working toward it. You know, people, you know, you just don't wake up one day 300 pounds overweight. You don't wake up one day and have a massive heart attack. That has been building for some time. Once again, those, and they're, they're, they're discipline, right? The kind of the poor side of the discipline, the bad habits that have set in. You're disciplined with your bad habits. I'm disciplined with my bad habits until you dig them up, cut the roots, dig deep. And sometimes those things keep popping up. You know, you're never scot-free from that. But you've got the choice. So self-respect. Respect yourself enough to do your very best. Respect yourself enough to be your very best. And respect yourself enough to be who you were born to be. And uh, I heard a speaker talk uh, not, too, not too long ago. And he talked about even if you can't respect yourself enough to do a better job with your nutrition or exercise, working out, sleeping, meditating, journaling, shutdown time. Think about this. Think about if you've got if you have a family, think about the loved ones if you have a massive heart attack and die because of poor nutrition or poor health. Think of what you're doing to them. You're totally disrespecting them. 
So think of, I'm going to respect myself by doing my best with these things in order to respect them so I can be around a little bit longer to be that father, to be that husband, to be that son, to be that daughter, to be that wife, to be that brother or sister. Think of it that way. Think of it that way. And that was extremely profound. Holy smokes. So essentially, when you're disrespecting yourself, you're not only disrespecting yourself, which feels horrible, you aren't disrespecting others as you move forward because you're not going to be at your best to help them. You're not going to be around at all, you know, if you have a massive heart attack and die because of your nutrition or because of your eating habits, because of your health. So I know this show has been a little bing, bang, boom, but it all kind of centrals around that whole point of those habits we form, those habits we keep, or those habits we live with. Those habits are going to be our destiny. Yeah, good or bad, good or bad. And we know it's unfair, but such is life. It's unfair that the good ones are easy to break and the bad ones are hard to break. That's just how it is. Get used to it. I mean, that, that's no longer an excuse. We know it now. Let's move on. Let's find a solution. And the solution is little daily disciplines, little daily steps, little daily things. Each and every day they're going to help. And the same thing, I talked to kids recently about prayer. And I did a video blog on that. And it's, it, it's, it's sad that, and I was plenty guilty of this as well, the only time I would pray, the only time I'd reach out to God is when? When I wanted something. Yeah. Are you guilty of that? I'm sure some of us are. And it's nothing to feel ashamed of. It's just something to learn from. So, and then, of course, we didn't get what we wanted. It's like, hey, well, God never answers me. What's, what's going on here? Well, maybe call a little more often, huh? Yeah. So now it's every single day, twice a day. And then, well, and then sometimes during the day. It doesn't have to be limited to just twice a day. But once in the morning, I start off with my gratitude prayer, all the things I'm grateful for. I simply say, God, thank you very, very much. I'm so very grateful for the wonderful family, wonderful family you've given me, my beautiful, wonderful wife, my three amazing kids, my health, happiness, the business we own, the opportunities I have to impact others in a positive, inspirational way to help them live a better kick in life than maybe I have in my past, to share the stories with them, to share my mistakes with them in order to help them become their very, very best. Now, I change some of those things up as I go along each and every day, but the biggest ones, I am grateful for my wonderful wife and my three wonderful kids and the life I've been given. You say those things, you're going to start realizing how many things you have to be grateful for. It's unfortunate because if we don't, sometimes the things that we're going to, the negative things are going to come in and we're going to start focusing on everything we don't have that we want as opposed to being grateful for the things we have. And obviously, what we focus on, what, what does it do, folks? What we focus on magnifies. That's right. What you focus on magnifies. You focus on what you're grateful for, focus on what you're thankful for, focus on the positive. You are going to have more things to be grateful for, more things to be positive about, more things to be thankful for. And, of course, you focus on the other side, what I don't have, what I need, what I want. You're going to have more of those things. Yeah, it's just how it works. The mind is absolutely amazing. So get in a habit, develop that habit of praying a couple times a day, not just praying when you want something. And I promise that connection with God is going to be so much better. Spiritually, you're going to feel better about yourself. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. So that's another little daily discipline, another way of respecting yourself. And you can kind of see the whole theme of today's show is about not only the daily disciplines, but the, the, the big picture is that respect, that self-respect. Because once again, in order to truly respect others in a manner, in a capacity, in a way that you really feel good about, you've got to feel good about yourself first. 
I know. It's crazy. And for a lot of us, it's like, well, I, I, I take care of others first. And I've already explained that. Yeah, you want to serve others to the best of your ability, and that's great. That's wonderful. We are, unfortunately, not too many people think that way. We're in a Wiffum society world. You know, what's in it for me? I got to do what's best for me. I got to think about me. I got to think about me. And that's to the extreme. You know, anything to an extreme, one way or another, obviously is not good, right? If you want to have a, a I talked about popcorn. You want to have a bowl of popcorn every once in a while? That ain't going to hurt you. You have a bowl of popcorn every single night? Yeah, that's extreme. You know, a cheeseburger every once in a while from McDonald's, knock yourself out. A cheeseburger every day for a year, that's, that's an extreme, right? So anything to an extreme is not good. So let's, uh, um, I keep saying take care of yourself, but you're taking care of yourself in order to be your best to better serve others. So you have a purpose, you have a why, you have a goal. And it's not just so I can, I want to be better because I want to be better. Well, that, you're missing the point there. Yeah, you want to be better, but why do you want to be better? And if it's to serve others, kind of like Zig Ziglar, what he says, how do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. But you can't help enough other people get what they want if you're unable to help yourself be your very best in order to provide your very best to those folks. So there you go, a little right hook twist there. I've got something in my notes that I almost overlooked, but it kind of gets back to anything to an extreme is not good, right? Like uh, I get back to ice cream. I know a lot of my I like ice cream too. I don't eat a whole lot, but I, I do enjoy ice cream. I've disciplined myself not to have it every night, <laughs> which, you know, it, it could be tough, but it, it is what it is. Well, what's the old saying? I, I, um, I like how I feel better than the way food tastes. I recently saw a post from uh, somebody I, I haven't seen for the longest time, and, and she posted uh, she's at a point in her life where she likes the taste of food better than the way she looks. It's like, ooh, ouch. Ouch, ouch. And I just, you know, I didn't say anything. I didn't reply on it or anything. I just felt sorry for her. I was like, man, I like the way taste, I like the way food tastes better than the way I look. And I, it's, and we're all guilty of that. You know, we know when we're eating that stuff, we know the reaction it's going to have. And I'm not, once again, I'm not perfect, but I'm just saying anything to extremes is bad. Like the way you look and feel better than the way that food tastes. Doesn't mean you can't have that stuff. Doesn't mean you can't have desserts. Doesn't mean you have, can't have ice cream or cake or popcorn or a cheeseburger from time to time. Just realize that it's only time to time. It's not every time you feel like it. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, the extreme thing I was talking about, I had in my notes, and this was from uh, my mentor, Chris Widener. We were talking about you know, my book and how I'm kind of hit a little bit of a roadblock on the book. I've kind of got what you call is uh, uh, paralysis by overanalyst. Yeah, analyst, analyze it. Yeah, Paral- analyst, paralysis, paralysis, analyst, something like that. I, I had it wrote down. There it is. There it is. Okay. And essentially, overanalyzing things creates paralysis within you. You become paralyzed because you've, you, you, can't, you can't move forward because you continue to analyze from every different angle. And that's, that's unfortunately something that happens with perfectionists. And he had said that. He said, your greatest strength, and this is a quote I was trying to get to, sometimes your greatest strength, if taken to extremes, can become your greatest weakness and paralyze you. Meaning, being a perfectionist is a good thing because you want things right. But when you're so overly focused on being a perfectionist, you overanalyze the things, it can paralyze you and become your greatest weakness. You can't get going on it. You're stuck. So chew on that a little bit, folks. Yeah. And that gets back to the other thing, what we talked about. Anything to an extreme is not good. It's not healthy. So if you 
uh, well, once again, you haven't ran or you haven't been to the gym in a while, and you go there and you go all out to the extreme and just, I mean, you put yourself through hell, that's not good because you're not going to go back the next day. You're going to be miserable. You may never go back again. And what are you really going to accomplish in a day? Little daily steps, little daily disciplines, day in and day out. And that's respect to yourself. So anyway, well, folks, boy, oh, boy, kind of a, I don't know. I was all over the place with the show today. My, my whole goal was to share some personal stories, eh, quite a few personal stories, and remind you, you know, hey, I'm, I'm just a regular human being as well. I've just battled through some storms, and I know um, there's people out there that battled far greater storms than I could ever even imagine. I'm just sharing mine with you, and hopefully that's impacting you in a way that helps you feel, hey, all right, you know what? This guy can do it. I can do it too. I want that. And yes, you can. Yes, you can. But it's those little daily disciplines. And remember, I'm going to say it one more time because hopefully you've wrote this in your notes. Hopefully it's planted a seed in your head. Good habits, very hard to make. That's all there is to it. They are, okay? Now we know it. Let's move on. They're hard to make, but gosh darn it, are they great to live with. But then again, they're also easy to break. So you got to continue that daily path, that daily discipline, those daily self-respect uh, virtues toward yourself. On the other side, bad habits. Man, are they easy to make. Gosh darn, are they easy to make. They just seem to pop up anywhere and everywhere. Very easy to make. Very, very, very hard to live with. We know that. And unfortunately, they're also very hard to break. So be careful of the habits you form. Because, boy, once those things take root, whew, that's, that's, when, when those things take root, you have really, really disrespected yourself. I know, that sounds tough. That sounds harsh. But that's the truth of the matter. It is. So respect yourself enough to do your best to dig those babies up and form new habits in place of the bad ones. And that is ultimately respecting yourself. That is self-respect. And the better you feel about yourself, the better you do of respecting yourself, the better you're going to feel about helping others, and the better you're going to feel, not only help, I mean, well, helping others, but respecting others in order to help give them your absolute very, very best. That's it, folks. Quick and easy today. Oh, painless. Eh. Self-respect, yeah. Habits, disciplines, yeah. Write it all down. As always, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day. I, I really mean that, guys, girls, folks, everyone out there. I know how sacred time is, and the fact that you just spent you know, 45 minutes to an hour with me listening. I mean, I'm on the microphone here kind of pouring my heart into this thing, giving you everything I've got. I know how valuable time is, and I'm so very grateful from the bottom of my heart that you take time each and every week to listen to the show, Share the show with those that can benefit. Share the show with someone who could really, really need, or uh, well, could really use this message and needs this message because that's how we're going to continue getting more and more like-minded thinkers, like-minded, and what I mean by like-minded, I want everybody to be their own individual, but like-minded as far as a positive mental attitude, as far as self-respect, self-discipline to ultimately make our society, not help, not hope it gets there, but to darn it, all of us work together to make our society a happier healthier and safer place to live and isn't that a kind of isn't that a society we'd love to live in yeah people are healthier people are happier that's that's a safer society right there because happy healthy people aren't committing crimes they aren't shooting people no they're not bullying people oh they're not doing those things because they feel good about themselves and that's the essence and that's the beauty of self-respect the more people we have respecting themselves the more people are going to respect others and that's going to make it all happen. So share this with somebody who could really benefit. And as always, leave your comments and feedback. I love reading this stuff. I really, truly do. And it really means a lot to me when you, when you take the time to do that and when you take the time to share the podcast. 
All right. Well, that's all I got for you folks. I hope that was a good ride hook of reality, but also hopefully it kind of touched your spirit, touched your soul, tongue tied over here, and helped you realize the beauty that you are and what you need to do in order to best serve others is serve yourself to the best of your abilities to better serve others. All right. Well, you know how it is. I say it every time, and I truly mean it. Until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.